Hey, this is Pastor Hubbard. I'm the pastor of Connecting Fellowship and welcome to Life on the Ship. Thank you for joining us. I pray this sermonic discussion inspires you and empowers you to connect with the true and living God. Enjoy the message. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Somebody should have shouted right there. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled by his words and considered in her mind, what kind of greeting is this? But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Listen, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and shall call his name Jesus. He'll be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who will be born will be called the Son of God. Listen, your cousin Elizabeth had already conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was declared barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Mary said, I am the servant of the May it be unto me according to the word. Then, somebody say, angel departed from her. I want to put on the tag on this text this morning, the start of this Christmas season, and I want to talk for a few minutes from this start, this Christmas. That's it. This Christmas. Touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, Pastor Hubbard's going to talk about this Christmas. Amen, amen. Yeah, this Christmas. This one. My brothers and sisters, this is my favorite time of the year. In fact, I, I know Christmas is here. Yes, sir. Because the tunes on the highways begin to change. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I know Christmas is here. Mm-hmm. Because the atmosphere of my neighborhood begins to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Neighbors who I haven't seen all year. 
are bustling around their homes. Cutting grass. Putting up Christmas lights. Decking out the trees. I know that Christmas is here. Because the atmosphere in the city begins to change. If you were to go downtown, you would notice that the buildings have changed their lighting. The street signs and the streets are decked in holiday faith. Mm-hmm. It is just simply a signal that Christmas time <laughs> is here. Amen. One of the things that captures my attention is I know Christmas is here. Mm-hmm. When I hear that melodic voice mm-hmm. from a man by the name of Donnie Hathaway who in 1970, yes, filled the airways when he broke out in song entitled This Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you younger folk don't know nothing about Donny Hathaway. Yeah, that's grown folk, yeah, that's grown folk <laughs> music. And so I have to bring it to your area. Uh, uh, this song, This Christmas, was also sung by Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah. He looked just like him over yeah, there. Yeah. This Christmas is a popular song that signifies, in my mind, start of the Christmas season. I said, you know Christmas time is here. When you hear the song, yes, blasting across your vision. Or if it's playing in your playlist, this song, this Christmas is a song that, listen now, designed to lift a heavy heart. This Christmas is for the man or the woman, the boy or the girl who has difficulty in finding meaning during the Christmas season. Cheer and happiness leaps from the lyrics of this song. Can't you hear it? Hang all the mistletoe. Gonna get to know you better. This Christmas, and as we trim the tree, how much fun is going to be together? This Christmas, don't act like y'all don't know the song. The fire side is blazing, and we're caroling, yes, through the night. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas. <laughs> for me. Anybody want a good Christmas this year? Anybody want a Christmas that's special that I can remember? But this year and the years to come, yes, every Christmas can be a very special Christmas if we learn and live the lessons we find in this text. In our text, my brothers and sisters, God is up to something. I wish I had time right there. That'll be the message right there. God is up to something. Because is there anybody who knows that God is always up to something? People who don't believe that God is doing nothing. There are some people who believe that God is still silent. But this text is a reminder that God is up to something. (laughs) For 400 years, he's been said now. Oh, his voice is beginning to raise and, and those things that he has promised in days past he's about to make come to, come to pass right, right, right. 
Somebody holler, God is up to something. He's up to something because we see it right here in the text. The text says six months have happened in somebody else's life. And here comes Gabriel, the messianic messenger of God, who comes to deliver a message that you and I, and not only Elizabeth needs to hear, and not only does men need to hear, but I come to serve notice today that you and I need to hear and receive the same message. Anybody interested in knowing what the message is? The text says that when he comes to her, he says, uh, God wants her to know that, that she is highly favored, that God's favor is upon her. Do you see it in the text? I said, do you see it in the text? He says, God's favor is upon you, and he says, you are highly favored. Highly favored are the words the angel used to not only greet Mary, but to, I want to say, describe Mary. Are y'all in here? He says, you are highly favored. This word favor is indicative of one whose life where God has stepped in to make a worthwhile difference. Y'all not going to say amen today. Lord, have mercy today. The angel pronounces to Mary that God is about to step into your life and he's going to be the difference maker. That makes your life worthwhile. And I'm looking at somebody this morning who can testify that I've got the favor of God. Because my life is worthwhile, not because I got diamonds in the back and a sunroof top. Not because I'm digging a lean with a believer's lean. No, no, my life is worthwhile because God stepped in. I said God stepped in. God, only did he step in, he made my life worthwhile. Is there anybody who can testify that your life is worthwhile because God stepped in? You are where you are because God stepped in. You're where you came from before God. Now you know where you are because of God. Somebody holler, God stepped in. And because he stepped in, it's indicative that I am highly favored. Somebody should have got up and started running around the room. Let me, can I tell you why? Here's the problem that many of us can't get up and run because Bishop Kenneth Almer said that too many of us want the product without the process. <laughs> you see, you, you can't appreciate favor because you want what favor offers, but you don't want to do what, what, what favor requires. Oh, we want favor all day long. Can I get a witness? We want favor on our business, favor over our lives, favor over our relationships. We want favor. Can I get a witness here? Yet we won't seek it, but we want favor. We want favor without speaking to him. We want favor without hearing from him. But my brothers and sisters, favor is an overflow of your relationship with God. I want to suggest that one of the reasons why God chose Mary is because she had a relationship with God. He came to her and said, you are not only favored, but he says highly favored. Favor is a relationship that is your daily. The favor of God listens to him daily, speaks to him daily, desires to hear his voice on a daily basis. And even in hard times, they still come to him because they know that when God speaks sooner or later, favor follows. 
the angel said, you are highly favored. I like that language. You see, because when you're highly favored, it just simply means God is about to invest in you. And when that favor on your life, it means that he is granting you mercy and grace. When favor of your life, you, you've got too much to lose to ignore the voice of God. And I need favor. Anybody in here need favor? I said, I need favor. I said, does anybody in here need favor? I got to say it one more time. I said, I need favor. Is there anybody else who wants favor in their life? He says, he says, he says, I need favor. And listen to his words. He says, don't be afraid. In other words, he said, don't allow your personal fears to hinder your hearing. The text says Mary was greatly troubled. She was troubled at the greeting. She was troubled at his words. And she wondered what kind of greeting is this? I love God, I tell you. But I, one of the things I love about God is that God does not chastise, but he comforts. God does not punish, but praises. God does not scold, but he speaks highly of. He tells Mary through this angelic host. Don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. Isn't that good news? I said, isn't that good news? That ought to be good news because it doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. That's still favor on your life. And what the text is tailored to teach us that it's time for us to see ourselves the way God sees us. Are y'all going to make me preach hard in here today? You see, that's my word to somebody this morning. It's it's time to see yourself the way God sees you. You ought to touch your neighbor and say, God sees you. Oh, go on, get your neighbor who's going to talk back to you. You got to run. You might want to switch. It's a good time to change seats. It's a good time to find you another neighbor. Find your neighbor and say, God sees you. I said, he sees you. There is a destiny you have to fulfill. God sees you. There's a calling you must fulfill. And don't deny it, my brothers and sisters. Don't run from it. No matter how far you try to go or how many mistakes you make on this journey, God still sees us. Can you help me to preach this this morning? Somebody just shout favor. Favor? Oh, my God. Favor. Say it again like you really mean it. Favor. I didn't say flavor. I said favor. You say favor. We'll give you favor. Favor with God. Favor with God teaches us that God's criteria is different from man's selection process. <laughs> God doesn't admire millionaires or billionaires. He doesn't have the famous or the flamboyant. He doesn't get all worked up about actors and actresses. He doesn't idolize rock stars and, and uh, 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 celebrities like we do. He doesn't chase after those who are well known for being well known. He doesn't look for those who have been put on pedestals, nor the well educated or those who are popular on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. No, God esteems and admires those who are contract. And tremble at his word. Can 
me a little closer. Come here a little closer. Write this down. Isaiah 66. The word of God says this. These are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit. And those who tremble at my word. The quality, the qualities that God admires are remarkably different for what man pursues. He looks at the heart. He esteems the meek and, yes, the unassuming. He is not looking for the sinless saint. I got to start right there. I said he is not looking for the sinless saint. Because is there anybody in here who's sinless? Come on and talk back to me. I said, is there anybody who I'm looking at or who's watching us online? Is there anybody who's sinless? None of us qualify. Because the Bible says all, oh my goodness, have sinned. And come short of the glory. My brothers and sisters, we are living in a culture where people are taking an assuming posture as if they are sinless. You can't say nothing without somebody being affronted by it. Taking a superior attitude concerning uh, uh, just simple tweets or regular posts or just simple conversations. That somebody's going to be offended by what you have to say. They want to counsel you to make themselves look superior. Uh Uh But the book tells us none of us are sinless. Uh All of us qualify in the group called all. (laughs) Are you one at all? I'm looking at somebody who's in all. I'm looking at somebody over there who's in all. I see somebody in this who's in the all. You're not forgotten. You're in the all. Way back there in the in the technical area, you are in the all. And on the left side, I see alls because all of us have sinned. Mm, he's not looking for the sinless. He's searching for the one who is aware of their own natural depravity. And decadence and humbly and reverently admits this to God. Mary found favor with God. And when you find favor with God, you are a prime candidate for God's divine purpose. It's right here in the text. God's divine purpose is within you. Listen to what the angelic messenger says. He says to Mary, you will. Mm -mm -mm. He says, you will. Conceive. And I come by to tell somebody this day it's conception time. Oh, I got to say that one more time. The, the angel comes and he tells Mary, You will conceive. And I come by to tell somebody today that it's conception time. And most of no, some of you, no, all of you, about to lose your mind at the thought of conception. <laughs> some of you are saying, I, I'm too old to conceive. I hear some of you saying, I don't want to conceive. I hear some of you saying, I don't know about 
It is just the thought of conception that's turning you off. But the angel reveals to Mary. He steps in and he says, wait a minute. Your older cousin, Elizabeth. Has already conceived that in even the old age. She said, did you not remember they said she was barren? In other words, her robbed of the ability to conceive. But he says, I've already made a visit to her six months ago. And now she's already six months pregnant. Y'all not hear me. Conception, God, God who conceives. And it doesn't matter what the outlook is. It doesn't matter what has been said about you. It doesn't matter what has been forecast or diagnosed against you. God is the God who is able to conceive. He can conceive healing. Can I get a witness? He can conceive financial blessings. He can conceive opportunities. He can conceive riches in relationships. Somebody ought to holler. God is able. This text reminds us of God's, yes, ability. He's able. He's, I said he's able, he's able, he's able. Which means he can use anybody and he can do anything. He says, you're going to be filled up. Just so that you can release. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you you might be confused about this idea of conception. You know, it's one thing to conceive a baby. But it's another thing to carry God. Oh, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. You do recognize I got some mothers in who who can testify that, that, that this idea of conception is all about timing. Timing has to be right for conception to be uh, materialized. Can I get a witness here? Don't leave me hanging, mama. Somebody, some mama ought to be able to testify the timing was right. The only reason that I conceived was because the timing was right. It may not have been my timing. may not have been my per timing. But it was my biological timing. Oh, you're not going to help me today. And here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Jesus comes into the world. Jesus comes because it was the fullness of time. The timing was right. Now I said it's one thing to conceive a baby, but it's another thing to carry God. And I gotta tell each and every one of us and those of you who are watching online, and that is we are God carriers. I said we God carriers. I said we are God carriers. Maybe that's the problem. We, we say, use me, Lord, but when he calls, we say we're not ready yet. We say now, now, we say now, not now. We, we say uh, use somebody else, and yet we still want God's blessings. Yet we still want to carry the moniker of God's favor and God's grace. And I come here this morning to tell somebody that you have a perfect. Can I get a witness here? And our lives can be filled with great feats of selfless achievements or memories of wasted hours. Or it can be filled with fulfilling the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Is that not our prayer language? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. 
on earth as it is in heaven. Is that what prior language? The word of God makes us clear that each of us are unique. God has given to each of us a unique mission for the unique gift that he has posited within us. But the sad news is that not all of us are fulfilling purposes or using those unique gifts for his assignments. Somebody say that's bad news. In fact, because we are all born as sinners and we overcome this sinful bent only because of God's grace, none of us fulfill our purposes perfectly. It is only by the power and grace of God that is within us that we can do anything. But wait a minute. There is another impediment to fulfilling our destiny, and that is a lack of understanding. When it comes to discovering God's purpose for our lives. Don't you hear Mary? How can this be? I don't know a man. Never been with a man. I'm engaged, but that's something unique about me. Because I'm still pure. I'm untouched. So how can this be? And when we don't understand yes, sir. our purpose, there's a lack of what God is able to do. Amen. The angel says, you will conceive. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all missing all of that. Yeah. See, some of us think that he asked Mary to conceive. Right. <laughs> That's not what the text suggests. Yeah. The angel comes to deliver news. You have been selected. This is going to happen in your life. You will be. That's going to be the name of my next book, y'all. It's just been prophesied right there. You will be the God carriers. You will be it. Sierra, you are a God carrier. Michael J., you are a God carrier. All of us are God carriers. He does not ask us to be carriers. He says you will be. Is this not the language that uh, the Magnificent prophesies to us before he leaves this earth? That mountain with his disciples after he had died and after he had been buried and he had been resurrected. He called them to the summit of the mountain. And he tells them, go into all the world. Catch to the ends of the earth. Conception, he says, in a very real sense, is inevitable. Conception is the expectation and the anticipation of a God carrier. He tells them, the angel says, conception is coming. Christmas is coming. The divine is coming and it's coming through you. This text is tailored to teachers of each each, each and every one of us have an assignment of bringing Christ into the world. Yes, Christ. The one, the angel identified as Jesus. Yes, Christ. 
The one the angel called the son of the most high. Yes, Jesus. The one who came down 42 generations. I said Jesus. The one whose will never end. We are called, my brothers and sisters, to bring Christ into the world. And each and every one of us has this responsibility as a believer. Each and every one of us have this obligation to bring Christ into the world. We have to take our duty to Christ to our families. Take him to our workplace. Take him to the marketplace. We have to take Jesus everywhere we go. Can't y'all hear the songwriter saying, in this world of sin and sadness, what a soul has ever tried. Jesus with you everywhere you go. How do I know this is our mission? How do I know this is our divine purpose? I'm glad you asked. This Jesus who Mary conceived and delivered, who was born, lived, died, rose again. He said, go into all the world. Preach the good news to everyone. Have this task. We have this work of bringing Christ into the world. Max Licato said, when God wants to bring Christ into the world, he looks for servants. Oh my God, you're making me work hard today. I say when he when he wants to bring Christ into the world, he looks for servants. And listen, do you not hear what the angel said to Mary? And what God is saying to us? When I'm God carriers, the Holy Spirit will come on us. And the power of the most high will overshadow us. And we will be carrying God's Son to the world. How do I know God would do this? Because the angel said, no word from God ever failed. In other words, he said, another translation said, for nothing is impossible with God. Well, I got to leave you now. May the Lord bless you real good. I'm going to challenge somebody to let the words of Mary flow out of your lips and pour out of your heart. Listen to what she says when she hears this news from the angel. She does not pick up her stuff and take out running. She does not, yes, pull out her passport passport, and uh, leave and go to another country. The text says what she does is she looks him in the eye. I can, if I can utilize my sanctified imagination. Says to him, she looks at this angel and she says, I am the Lord's servant. May your words uh, to me be filled. And this Christmas, let your word word be yes. I say, let your word be yes. When the Spirit comes upon you, let your word be yes. When the Holy Spirit begins to overpower you, let your word be yes. When the most high overshadow you, when it's time to open up your mouth and tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your family member, tell your co-worker about the one who trampled your life. Let your word be yes. This Christmas, you ought to take God at his word. Take God at his word because all of his promises are yes. Because the Bible says that if you and I would confess with our mouth, believe our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And we got family members who need to be saved. We got co-workers who need saving. We got neighbors who need saving. 
Y'all not going to help me today. I said the only way that the world would be changed is if those who are called by his name would open up their mouths and say yes. Don't be so quick to run from the promise. Don't obsess over the promise, but trust God for the promise. And when you open up your mouth, watch God go to work in somebody else's life because you and you and you and you and you and me were God carriers. This Christmas will be a very special Christmas for you and me. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message by Pastor Hubbard and the staff of Life on the Ship. For more information about our church, go to connectingfellowship.org. We are Connecting Fellowship, connecting people to Christ, church, and community. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you.